live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods, moving, and storage studio. This is The Ramsey Show. It's where America hangs out to have a conversation about your life, specifically your money, your work, your relationships. I'm Kid Coleman, joined by Jade Warshaw this hour. We're going to have some fun. The, no, the number to jump in is 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. Five two two five and Jade. Uh, it's uh, the last show of this week, but boy, we've had quite a week. We have. As we look back on the week, we've had some really great calls about investing and the strategy to win in investments. Um, and that roller coaster. Do I time the market or am I the tortoise? Right to stay on the course. Mm. Uh, we even had industry call about a thousand dollars in the emergency fund. Is that enough? And you've walked this out. What would you say to somebody? That oh, first baby step is a thousand dollars enough. You know, it's you got to remember this is temporary, Ken. Yeah, that's this right. is not a long term play, and and it's good to have that fire lit under your butt. You know, a thousand dollars. Yeah, you're you're feeling like, ooh, this is this is not enough. It shouldn't feel like enough. It should make you yeah. want to get that $1,000 saved and move so quickly through baby step two so that you can have that comfort and that security of baby step three, the three to six months saved. So no, it's not going to feel like enough, but it will be. That's right. Because, you know, I mean, what's the worst that could happen? You know, if something goes out on your car and then as, as soon as you have to pull from that, you put it back real quick. That's right. It works. We also had some really interesting relationship money combos, right? <laughs> Where we've got some spouses that uh, they don't trust each other. No, man. And as a result, they're struggling with money. You certainly get that. Uh, interesting call on uh, finding accountability, budgeting as a single person, right? Mm. So uh, that's interesting. When I don't have somebody to have that budget meeting, well, it's easy to get tempted and kind of skimp because it's like, well, nobody sees me changing the budget. Right. Nobody's watching when you when you go over, you know, and you make that purchase that you're not supposed to make. But you can can get the right people in place. That's right. Get the right people. And then how about real estate in this crazy market? Hit some calls on real estate. Should you think twice before you buy a fixer upper? What say you on that one? You know, I think with this market, if you have <laughs> if you have the money saved, right, and you're ready to make a down payment. I say get in where you fit in, Ken. Oh, see, I say I like that, but I would think about it 72 times, not twice. Uh, <laughs> That's all I'm saying, right? Yeah, I mean, Just if you have the money, smart. if you yeah. have the money, it's like working for my down payment. Right. You can always refinance That's if the interest true. rates go okay, down. Okay, look at you. I'm just saying. Uh, I'd love to see the tool belt that you would rock. You'd probably have like it all bedazzled <laughs> is, is what I suspect. Ken, are you looking at me right now? Bedazzled. Well, I'm just saying you bring some flair. <laughs> on the on the on the work on the work site, uh, we also had a great call on uh, why you can't mathematically afford rent that's fifty percent of your home pay. Ooh. And we teach about those percentages. Why do those percentages matter, Jade? I mean, uh, we call it house poor, and I think a lot of times people only think about it in terms of their mortgage. But the same principle applies to even if you're renting. I mean, the whole idea is we want you to be able, your biggest wealth building tool is your income, right? So if you're throwing away so much of it, you're gonna feel house poor. You're not going to be able to do the things you need to do. Maybe there, in some cases, 
people are still getting out of debt. Maybe they've worked the steps out of order and they they got a house first or they're just in a bad renting situation. If all your money is tied up like that, man, that's a horrible, horrible place to be. What we teach, Ken, and, and this is it, 15 year fixed yeah. on the houses and you don't want your, your payment to be more than 25%. And the same thing applies with renting. No more than 25% of your take-home pay. That's your after-tax dollars all in. Yeah. Good stuff. And then uh, capping the week, uh, our annual uh, giving show oh, in yeah. 2022 is always powerful stuff. So uh, just a quick kind of rundown of everything we've done this week. That's just a snippet. And uh, wow, good, good, good week. And we're going to finish strong today. Taking your calls, 888-825-5225. Chelsea joins us in Des Moines, Iowa. Chelsea, how can we help? Um, hi, I just recently paid off 17500 in student loans, and I'm debt-free. Hey! I'm new, <laughs> I'm new to investing. I've only ever invested what my, you know, what my dad gave me and told me for the first 500 but then after that, it's on me. I have no idea how to invest, so where do I go from here? That's awesome, Chelsea. Number one, congrats on paying off the debt. That's amazing. You know we're going to celebrate that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we alarmed you a little bit, <laughs> a but little we're bit. very excited. We're excited. Um, have you done Baby Step three yet do you have the three to six months set aside yeah i have three to six months okay do you have three months or do you have six months um like about five months there okay you go. okay Very that's nice. good that's good and you're single single lady yeah yeah single just renting an apartment just renting an apartment with a job if you can get it to six months i'd love for you to get it to six months first simply because you're the only person floating your income. And if something were to happen, you know, that's the only income you have. So I'd love for you to get it to six months so you're a little bit more secure. And then let's start with baby step four, like you said, which is putting aside 15%. And you know, the way we teach it is is pretty simplistic. Uh, we want you to spread your investments over four different categories, okay? Equally spread, so that's 25%. And we're gonna do that equally over growth and income stock. You might hear that referred to as large large cap. Maybe you've heard that. Then we want you to spread it over growth, which you might hear referred to as medium cap. And then we want you to spread the next 25 over aggressive growth, which is small cap. Okay. So the idea here is we're spreading it around and then finally 25% to international or what you might hear. Sometimes they might say merging markets. It's not quite the same, but international. So the growth and in income, those are like your big companies. You know, these are like the big boys. They've been around forever. They've made tons of money. We know they're going to keep making money. It's not really, uh, it's not as much of a risky play, okay? And then you've got your medium cap or your growth companies. And those are ones you, we know they're doing well and they've still got some room to grow, but we know that they're bringing money in. And then the aggressive growth right now, that's like your smaller, uh, a lot of tech is aggressive growth because they're like really hitting the ground. Startups, they're doing well, but you know, we don't, they're a little bit more volatile. So you can see how it's, we want a whole, that whole picture of the pie covered so that we're not really uh, putting ourselves out to dry. We're not putting all of our eggs in one basket, right, Ken? That's right, Chelsea. So what you hear is a philosophy there, and that's what we want that that strategy to look like through mutual funds yes. that cover all those stocks that Jay just laid out. So let's start with what does your company offer? Do they offer a 401k or a match? Um no, I'm on my own. I just have my IRA. Oh, okay. She's just into her IRA. Okay, fantastic. All right, so so Jade really explained the the four areas and the reason we do that. And again, we've been, Dave's been teaching that for a very very long time. And so what we're doing there is we are diversified. Yes. And it's a really sound strategy. So what we want you to do now is we want you to go to RamseySolutions.com and we want you to click on the Smart Vester Pro. 
And in your area, we want you to sit down with two or three SmartVestor pros who teach it the way we teach it. Heart of a teacher. That's right. They're going to back up what Jay just said. Uh, But the reason we want you to meet with multiple is because you want you to feel good about the relationship and the connection there, because this is a relationship. You don't make any moves unless you understand it. That's right, Ken. And But now she does, because she knows how it should be equally spread. It's good stuff. Hey, very exciting, Chelsea. A young lady who's got a great future in her sight because of the financial sacrifice, and now you're ready to win financially, and you're going to do it. Thank you so much for the call. Don't move. More Ramsey Show coming right up. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. I'm joined by Jade Warshaw. And uh, if you're new to Jade, uh, that's okay because she's new to the show and she's crushing it. So excited (laughs) to have her joining our ranks of being a Ramsey personality. And Jade has lived everything that Dave Ramsey has taught for a long time. So we have a lot of new people coming in and out of this show who uh, may be new to Dave. And uh, we are part of the squad here, and Jade is amazing, so much fun, and uh, rocking some killer kicks, so maybe later in the show I'll have her do a high kick, we'll see. I I can Uh, do one. She's as cool as the other side of the pillow, and uh, so (laughs) it is fun. Uh, A little shout out to Stuart Scott, uh, rest in peace, one of the greatest sports center anchors of all time. That's one of my favorite phrases. All right. Hey, um, would you believe that it is possible, Jade? If I told you that in about 15 minutes and for only $10, you could get self-aware to the point that you could truly discover what you wanted to do with the rest of your life. Would you believe me? If you're telling me, Ken, I believe it. All right. Well, you can. It's called the Get Clear Career Assessment. I spent years living what is now this assessment and then several years developing it. And uh, it will give you a very clear report on what you do best. That is your talent, which you can turn into skills. It will give you a clear report on what you love to do, work that you look forward to, and and really lose track of time when you're doing it. And then finally, it'll show you what motivates you. It's called talent, passion, and mission. And when all three of those intersect, now you know what your work purpose is and ultimately greater purpose to make a great contribution to the world. So uh, this tool is now on sale for only $10. It's normally $30. I'm going to tell you something, Jade. I don't, I didn't approve this. That's a big sale. That's, that's a third, that's a third. It's a $30 product. We're giving away for $10 for heaven's sakes. But Hey, if you want to level up in your income, uh, maybe making a better move in your career is the way to do it. You can go get it right now. I'm going to take it. Are you going to take it? You should take it. I'm going to take it. And uh, you can also bundle that with my new book, From Paycheck to Purpose, uh, or The Proximity Principle. Go to RamseySolutions.com right now and get the Get Clear Assessment for only 10 bucks. RamseySolutions.com. So go get it. All right. 888-825-5225 is the number. It's South Bend, Indiana. David is on the line. David, how can we help? Hey, Karen. Hey, Jade. How are you doing? What's going on, David? Uh, just a quick question or kind of a, it's kind of based on careers like you were talking about. Uh, so I, uh, recently got a, uh, great opportunity, uh, 
at another company back in April. I was I was actually really happy where I was, but they weren't quite um, paying me paying me what I what I knew I would, I could make with my uh, my education that I have and the experience I have because uh, I have a Six Sigma uh, black belt. And um, so this other company gave me a call, offered me twenty seven thousand more a year to come uh, join join their uh, join their team. So so of course I I did give my employer at the time, you know, the opportunity to counter, uh, uh, make a counter offer. Uh, they couldn't match. Uh, so I ended up joining the, the new team. Uh, things were going really good. Um, but then we had some management changes. Um, so long story short now, so now I'm kind of working as a, let's say like a warehouse analyst. What I do is I just kind of, uh, track orders and why we're not getting things to customers on time. Um, and the the thing is, like now, I really don't have any purpose there. It's, I just kind of find out what's going on every day, and you know, let them know what's what the problem is. And and I, I don't have a problem working for for bosses that are younger than me, um, except the the one I do work for now is uh, he's nine years younger, and he and he has a lot of experience, you know, the uh, a lot of development uh, left in him. And, and HR was actually hoping that I could help develop him. Um, and uh, you, All right, you really so, don't want to take any. So, David, I feel like I feel like you're kind of dancing around the issue. Yeah, and I think you're trying to be really nice. Oh yeah. And I hear two issues, but I really want you to tell me what is it that you want help with today. I I just don't know what I what I what I need to do with my career anymore. It's just yeah, I don't feel any purpose. Yeah, you took um, a pay you took a higher paycheck. And you got no purpose. Good news is I wrote a book called From Paycheck to Purpose, and I'll give you that. Um, I promise I didn't put him up to that, folks. That's not a uh, paid plug. Uh, but the issue is, is now we got to figure out what we want to do. And then what you're bringing up is adding insult to injury, and the injury is there's no meaning in your work. You got no juice right? is the way I like to say it. And so now you're going, on top of that, they want you to mentor a kid, and you feel like, why am I doing that? I don't even like what I'm doing, and then I got to help a guy who's younger and more inexperienced than I am, and so it's just creating this frustration. Am I right? Yeah, it's it's, and the other thing is like he doesn't really want to take advice from me. That's, yeah, but here's the, the deal: that's a non-factor. You don't want to be there, correct? Yeah, you shouldn't be training your boss. Yeah, it's, that, this that, is a that disaster. makes zero sense. So we need to come up with an exit strategy. That's really why you called, right? Hey, Ken, help me get out of there, but help me figure out where to get to. Am I right? Uh, yeah, I would say so, yes. You would say so? Do you have a couple of ideas of what you would like to do? I mean, you were doing something before. Continuous improvement. I mean, I love I love teaching people how to make their job easier. Okay, but you're not you getting know, to do that in this current role. And What's that? You're not getting to do that in this current role, correct? No. no. All right. Were you doing that in your previous role? Yes. Yeah. So, there's a term for folks like you or people that could be you, which is boomerang employees where they go back to their previous employer do you think that's possible uh their market their their rvs so they're actually at a downward spiral right now with the economy and uh okay so that's not what i'm asking you don't want to go back there it's not is it possible so you don't want to go back there so the good news is we're going to go back to your previous job and we're going to say okay this is what i love to do i'm essentially leading but the way that i lead is that i want to be instructing 
coaching. That's what I heard in what you said. Is that a true classification for what I think you said? Yes. All right. So where can I do that? And it's less about the industry. It doesn't sound like to me there's a certain industry or a product or service that you're fired up about. It sounds like to me you want to be in a leadership position and the, and the work you want to be spending most of your time on is work where you are guiding, instructing, mentoring, coaching. So that's the job description. And it may not say it that way, but you got to dig into it in the interview process and go, okay, this is my style of leadership and I want to come in and this is how I like to lead. And and so for you, it's 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 a it's an open field out there. You're not sitting around scratching your head on this. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. How are you feeling right now? What's your confidence level? Well, when you put it out that way, I think uh, yeah, a lot more confidence. There it is. What did we do there? We got clear. So David, you got to stay in a place of clarity. All right. That was a setup question. Uh, I was prepared to deal with it, Jade, if he said he was not confident, but I thought he would be more confident, and he is. And the reason, David, that you're confident, and I'm I'm reviewing this because I want you to get off this phone call, and here's what's going to happen. When you get off this phone call, Jade, I can tell you that fear and doubt will present themselves in the days ahead. Fear yep. is, I'm, I am worried that something bad is going to happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Doubt is, I don't believe that something good can happen. David, hear me, my friend. When fear and doubt pop up on your shoulder... You've got to go back to this initial conversation right here, and you've got to say, here's what I know. I am good at leading, coaching, instructing, and guiding people. Is that a true or false statement? It's true. It's true. Now we're going to move to, I love guiding and instructing and leading people. Is that true or false? That is true. And then we're going to say, I am motivated to help people win professionally and personally. Is that a true or false statement? Absolutely. All right, so what we did, Jay, we just walked through talent. Love it. What he does best, passion, what he loves to do, and then mission, what motivates him. So, David, we retreat back to clarity when we are confronted by fear and doubt. And when that happens, now you go, okay, I know why I'm leaving. I know why I'm going over here. And then that will give you the confidence to press forward. And, Jade, here's the best part. There's three C's. Clarity leads to confidence, and confidence leads to courage. You're preaching, Ken. Uh-oh. I might need to take an offering. We'll see. We better. What? Speaking of an offering, we pay the bills through commercials. Got to do some of those, and we'll be right back. Don't move. <laughs> I saw some recent financial statistics, and there was some pretty troubling news. When families were asked how long it would be before they faced financial hardship if a spouse died, nearly one-third said they'd be in trouble immediately. Another 44% said they'd be financially drained within six months. People, it does not have to be this way. Term life insurance plans are just plain cheap, and companies have made it even easier by not requiring exams in many cases. There really is no excuse to leave your family in this situation by not having life insurance. This is why I talk about Xander Insurance every day. They're committed to protecting families with the only products that I recommend, and their team keeps the entire process simple and affordable. Go to Xander.com for quick online pricing or call 800-356-4282. This has to be a priority. If your family is in this situation, you need to get this done. 
Welcome back, America. You have joined the conversation here on The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman, joined by my colleague, Ramsey personality, Jade Warshaw. And uh, we're having a blast. I'm going to tease this. I don't know when we're going to do it at some point today. Okay. We got the cool shoes on today. We didn't know. We didn't know. And uh, we'll, we'll, (laughs) we'll just, we'll just, the shoe game with Jade, folks. Well, you know what? I'll tell you what. I don't know if I'm going to get to that, but I'll tell you what I do want people to do is follow you on Instagram, at Jade Warshaw. Okay. W-A-R-S-H-A-W. And do you ever show your shoe game on Insta? I, sometimes I do. I did a giveaway last week, Kim. I saw that. We gave away a pair of uh, Jordan 1 Lost and Found. Well, and I got jealous about it. I sit about 15 feet from me, and I got all nosy, and I started getting a little weepy and mopsy. Hey, and- I tried to send you a Michigan pair. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. Okay. Sam hit me up at the party the other night about it, too. I'm feeling I the pressure all of I a sudden. I felt ghosted. I'm just, no, just letting you know. No, no, no. But anyway, we'll, <laughs> but you need to follow her on Instagram. Um, that's a good follow. I would love that. Uh, okay, so it is time for our Blinds.com question of the day. Find out for yourself why Blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window coverings. You get free samples, free shipping, and with the new promos they run every month, you'll save even more. Use the pro promo code RAMSEY to get the best deal. All right, let's read today's question. It comes from Carter in Washington. He says, I'm dealing with a tricky situation and I don't know how to approach it. I'm 21 years old and in my first year of working for Boeing, the income system works where I start at $20 an hour and at the six-year mark, I will shoot up to $42 an hour. The problem is my father, who essentially uh, runs a factory for Boeing and can get me straight into the management starting at $60 an hour. But he thinks that this is ill-advised because I don't know my business yet and haven't built a foundation through Boeing yet. I feel like if I become a manager now, my projected future could be so much better financially. Management is salary, so you can be laid off, whereas my current job is union. He wants me to max out the union first, then shoot to management. So if I get laid off, I can go back to a maxed out union job. How do I navigate this? Oh, Carter. Slow down, young grasshopper. <laughs> That's uh, the gist of my advice. I mean, it's like me saying, you know, I'd like to, um, I'd like to make ten million dollars now, Jade. Well, duh. because it will allow me to do so many more things right now, Jade. Yeah, I want ten million dollars now. Well, you know what? I wanted to be able to dunk a basketball. All right, mm-hmm. I wanted to play pro basketball. Well. I'm five foot eight and can't jump over paper. All right. So we have some <laughs> issues there. So the idea here is, is while I'm limited in my height and athletic uh, and, and vertical leap ability. Vertically challenged. Yeah. I boy, <laughs> in more than one way uh, with the height and the ability to jump. Uh, and quite frankly, it couldn't hit the three under pressure. But uh, I digress. The point is, is that you're young. You're starting out. It's your first year. Make it $20 an hour, bro. That ain't bad. Dude. Are you kidding me? That ain't bad. That's great money. My first right job was five fifteen an hour. Come on, oh, working I got at Kroger. You. I'm the old guy, four twenty five an hour. Oh, yeah, in a greenhouse in Virginia in the summer. Holy oh. moly! Ooh. And I was so little back then. I had to run around in the shower to get wet. You know, I didn't have much fluid to lose, and you're sweating like it was crazy. It was horrible. Uh, my friend, your dad's right. Don't pressure your dad. I hope your dad has the constitution to say no to you. To say, slow down, son. Yeah. Uh, so here's the deal. You need to earn it. And and you said it in your in your question. Um, I just don't have a foundation. And you don't. You don't have any experience. And you have limited skill. So pay it now. Pay it now. Pay your dues. Pay it now. 
and then the next will take care of itself. So that's that's uh, the extent of my advice there. Jade, anything you want to add to that? I mean, you you were a very successful entertainer mm-hmm. before you got here. You know what it's like to pay your dues. You got to pay your dues. You know, if you if you try to sprint and soar straight to the top, there, you're going to run into so many situations that you haven't learned how to handle yet. And in the end, you could end up falling on your face. Yeah. It's way better to just, like you said, pay your dues. And because you learn so much as you go and you cannot skirt that process. Don't don't try to skirt it. Mm-hmm. All right. Brittany's up in Raleigh, North Carolina. Brittany, how can we help? Hi, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, so basically, I moved to Raleigh, North Carolina um, this past March from Pennsylvania. Um and I'm ready to call Raleigh my home, and my lease is going to be up this coming March. Um, the thing about it is, I only have about 15 grand saved. Um, I have no debt, um, and whenever I'm out looking at these homes, my like monthly payment after all the fees and everything's been added in is about two grand, and I make 4,200 a month. And that is it's like almost half of one. That's like half of my pay right. a month. Um, so I'm like wondering, do I rent another year somewhat cheaper or do I right. go in and buy something? Well, I mean, I'm not like- with the scenario that you described, which thank you for giving me all that information. So you've got the five, the 15 K saved up. We don't have any other debt, which is great. Congratulations for paying off that debt. Do you have three to six months saved outside of this 15 K? Because the way we look at it is you've got baby step three, which is the three to six months. And then you've got the three B where you're saving for your home. So I want to make sure that the 15 K isn't all the money that you have in the world. It's all my savings. Okay. Well, it's a great savings, but let's call that your three to six months. Is Does that fit into your three to six months category? Like, is that enough money for three, three to six months <laughs> of expenses? Um, or would you need more? I probably would need more. Okay. So what I want to get you to, Brittany, is to the most optimal place where you can buy. And it doesn't sound like you're there. Even if you did have another three to six months saved up and you had this 15K, it's not enough for you because your payment would still be 2K. And like you said, that's um, it's almost 50% of your take home, which would make you house poor at that time. So I do think, um, you know, if you get back into your lease, what are you paying? What are you paying a month now? Um, 17. (laughs) Oh, so you're, you're not much under it. All right. No, and I've been doing I've been doing fine. Like, but I just don't. I wouldn't want to go like much higher. Like, so I, I yeah, have you're my at, boyfriend that helps me pay too, but he's already shown me he's not totally reliable. So I'm no. like going into this. Yeah, you don't want to depend on that. This, like, as if it's by myself. So, yeah. what's a cost of a home in Raleigh, North Carolina, that is uh, conservative based on you being single? So let's just start there and back into this. Mm-hmm. How much would that cost? What are you looking at? It's about 300000 All right. And so based on, again, what, Jade, you would teach on the 15-year mortgage. Yep, 15-year fixed mortgage. You start running those numbers, just a ballpark. Have you done that on today's uh, interest rate? There's calculators out there. We've got one at RamseySolutions.com. And you begin to see, okay, what would it look like 
to have a 15 year and what kind of down payment we want to say minimum 20 percent right uh we want 20 percent it's it, this is her first time home buy if she does 20 percent, she's going to avoid pmi your private right. mortgage insurance but on a first time if, if it's a little bit less that's okay, all right gotcha. you know i i would do for sure Brittany, more than five percent five percent or higher because we want to make sure that we're not right. That we're we're ahead of the exactly. game when we get into it. Well, the whole point of this, Brittany, is to get a number. What does a down payment need to be? Because here's yeah. the deal: at the fifteen thousand you've got saved up, you're close to your three to six months. Right. You're really close based on what your take home is. But we don't want her. Your your emergency fund is not your well, down. No, payment. I know that. Mm-hmm. I'm saying she's got to finish the three yes. to six months. Yes, but she's close. Yes, Ken is then right. the next thing is three B, and so mm-hmm. I want you to have a really clear picture of what that number is. Mm-hmm. So if it's thirty thousand or whatever mm-hmm. the number is. So you're closer than you realize, but you got to have clarity yeah. on what that number is because you're close to finishing baby step three. Then it's, all right, I'm going all in. I'm going to get that down payment. So you are, however long it's going to take you to get that down payment mm-hmm. is how long you're going to be renting. I also want to know, Brittany, are you a tra- on a trajectory for your income to increase? Possibly. Possibly something in April might happen. Okay. Let's work on that too. Yeah. Yeah. Let's work on getting that income up for a couple of reasons. Cause it sounds like you're going to be renting a lot longer, not a lot longer, but longer than you want. And of course it's already upwards, you know, close to that 50% mark. Let's try to get that income up. Let's start saving for baby step three B. And I, you already know this, but we're not, we're not depending on the old boyfriend cause we're not going to combine our finances in He that needs way. to put a ring on it if we're depending on anything. Ooh, you know what I'm saying? If he likes it, then he should have put a ring on it. That's what Beyonce said. There it is. You say it so much better. I could have sang it. You could have. She is Jade Warshaw. I'm Kid Coleman. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey folks, Dave Ramsey here. There are moments in life we don't want to forget, like your kid's graduation or the once-in-a-lifetime trip. For the big moments, the everyday moments, and everything in between, every dollar is there to help you budget for all of it. It's the simple budgeting app that helps you plan, save, and spend for the important things. Budget for the life you really want, every moment of it. Download the app or check the link in the show notes to create your free account today, every dollar. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show, where we talk about your life, specifically your money, your work, and your relationships. I'm Ken Coleman, joined this hour by my colleague Jade Warshaw, and we are having a blast taking your calls. The phone number to jump in is 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. Jeff joins us in Cincinnati, Ohio. Jeff, how can we help? Hi. Thank you guys for taking my call, and welcome to the show, Jade. Thank you um, so much. My question is- of course, yeah. My question is, uh, I'm currently considering changing career paths and just wanted to see if now's a good time to take that risk given everything that's going on in the economy or if I should kind of take my grandma's advice and just be grateful for what I have and kind of continue on the path I'm on now. Oh, I think we have some narrative issues. I suspect there are some narrative issues in your question. So what is the move that you want to make that you think might be a risk? So I'd be leading a CPA job for a financial analyst in real estate. 
Okay. And what is the supposed or known risks from moving from CPA to financial financial analyst, if I can talk, uh, in the real estate world? Yeah, I mean, I know that real estate's very up and down and you can kind of go through cycles. And I know from my understanding and my experience that being CPA is relatively uh, one of the safer jobs. Right. Is there a real estate company in your area that you've got targeted that you would love to work for? I have a couple, yeah. Okay. And I also do I do real estate on the side as an agent. Okay. Uh, and I've, I've enjoyed that quite a lot. Okay, good. Well, so we did see... Uh, let's call it about three or four months ago, Redfin, a major mm. uh, real estate organization, laid off a bunch of people. Certainly, we are seeing a what is a housing recession. There's no question about that. So the real estate market is cooled. And so there could be more layoffs there. But it, just because that's a headline doesn't mean that's a reality in Cincinnati. So because you know those two companies, um, if, if it were me, I would be making connections with people over there, not applying yet, but making connections if I know somebody over there or I know somebody that knows somebody over there, I'd be finding out what kind of uh, financial situation are they in? Do they have a good outlook? Are they in a hiring freeze? Are they hiring right now? I just wouldn't rely on the headlines. That would be the first step. Have you done that? I have, and they, they are hiring and continuing to hire, yeah. Well, my friend, I got to tell you, see, risk to me is a loaded word. I think there are levels of risk, right? So I would say low risk, medium risk, high risk to keep it simple. Do you think that this is a high-risk move for you if you were to move over into that world? I guess it's not necessarily the high risk. It's just the like the unknown that's maybe concerning me. I got news for you. The unknown exists for everybody, even CPAs. Your CPA job yeah. isn't as safe as Grandma thinks it is. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Think about it. So here's the point. If you have the skill and if you have the passion for it, I'd say go, go now. But I mean, there's no risk here. We're not jumping off of a cliff. We're literally moving from one boat to the next boat here. And uh, you should do it with two feet and just kind of step. We're not jumping. I don't think that uh, the risk is that high. And I think you have to go further into uh, the process and let's go interview. Let's walk all the way through it. Remember, the interview process is just as much for you, Jeff, as it is for them. And you can ask good questions. You can dig in a little bit more. But I think the real estate market is uh, here to stay. I don't think it's doom and gloom at all. I think it's slowed down. and uh, But I think it's going to pick back up. I think you're going to be fine. Okay. Yeah, I appreciate that. And I, I've taken your Get Clear assessment as well, and that was very helpful. Did it validate the work you want to do? 100% it did, yeah. All right, then. So here's the deal. Uh, I'll leave you with this. Uh, years ago, I had the opportunity to interview Jim Collins, the, the oh, great wow. good thought great. leader, wrote Good to Great, Built the Last. And I was asking him about these type of decisions. I was like, the unknown. The, you know, the, the fear of the unknown is a big deal. And I was asking him his thoughts, and he basically said this. He said he was uh, teaching a business class, Jade, at one point, And at the end of the class, a young man came up to me and said, hey, I've got two opportunities that I'm looking at, and I want your advice. One is I go work for a major public company, mm-hmm. all the things that come with that, big brand all the things right or i go start my own thing that i've always wanted to do and i can start it from scratch now and and colin said to him he said well you're asking that question in a way that leads to people thinking that the the automatic decision is the guaranteed salary and all the things with the big company right but he looked at the young man and said you have no idea 
what's going on with management there. And they could do one thing, and it could kill the stock price, and then mm-hmm. everybody gets mm-hmm. laid off. And maybe the company like Enron goes yeah. completely, yeah. like in a matter of days, yeah. to zero. And he, he said to the young man, he said, but you control your future. Oh, come on. When you go do your thing. And he said, it's like... It's like paint by numbers. Remember when we were little kids? You got little ones. Oh, yeah. They have paint by numbers. The paint by numbers is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Green on two, mm-hmm. blue on three, whatever. Yep. And that is what we seek sometimes because it feels like safety. Tell me what to do, when to it do it, where to do it. feels more secure. And yet, our best future many times is when we just take a blank canvas and we paint our picture. Oh, I can attest to that. You know, when Sam and I came out of school, you know, with music degrees, it was like, okay, who can we go work for? Where can we go do this? And after a while, it was like, you know, I think we can create our own thing and create more security for ourselves. And it really just depends on the person. And not, by the way, not you saying did. everybody's entrepreneurial. But yeah, but you did. We did. Explain it. We did. I want people to hear that story. Well, you know, what we did is we started out working for a company All right. and I, I, I felt controlled yeah. and I thought, you know what, I can do this myself. And so that looked before we were contracted to do other people's shows. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to do other people's shows. I want to do my own show. So Sam and I got together and we started creating and then we started shopping it out. It's about, again, knowing the right people, That's forming right. those relationships and saying, here's my product. I think it can really value you and I think we can serve you in this way. And I say all the time, you've got to approach the market from an attitude of servitude. This is how I can help you. Yeah. This is how, and and of course you're going to be helping yourself as well. That's just a byproduct. But when you serve people well, the byproduct is you're going to make money. That's right. You know, if you set your prices right. And so that's what we did. And then that that migrated into the next thing. It started with us doing shows. And then we thought, man, we can help more people by us getting jobs for them. Yeah. So we started a talent agency after that. And we said, all right, we're going to we're going to put other musicians that want to do their own thing and find work for them. So I think that when you start out, it feels uh, overwhelming because you've got this just this blank canvas there. Did Ken. it feel risky at the time? Um, and if it did, on what level? It it didn't. It felt riskier to not do it. Oh, it felt I riskier not to. I love that because say so we got to unpack that. What were you risking had you not done that? that now that part, you're on the other side, you know. I think, and I'm not again. Everybody might not be this entrepreneurial path, but for me and for Sam, I know we had a vision for something we wanted. And by not doing that, we were forsaking our own vision. If we had said, you know what, uh, it's too risky, it's too hard. And here's here's the thing: we made. I mean, I gave you the short version. We made plenty of mistakes along the way. We sure. we did one thing where we invested a bunch of our own cash and and tried to get these other shows up and running, and it fell flat on its face. So I'm not negating the failure aspect of it because that's the part that everybody feel fears. Yeah, is but you kept moving forward. You got to keep failures. going. You got to keep going because I can honestly say and look back and go, all right, no regrets. Yeah. That's the word. No regrets. All right. So I think what you and Sam were risking and what Jeff risks, and we all risk if we do not do the thing that we know we're supposed to do, it's regret. We risk getting to the end of our life. Yes. And looking back with soul crushing regret. And even I want to get to the end and reminisce. Even not the end of the life. Ken, you got to be able to sleep tonight. Well, there's you that gotta too. be able to sleep well, at that. night, Come you know. On. And I, I mean, I agree with that. Of course, you get to the end of your life, but a lot of us, we we well, yeah. tossing and turning tonight because we we're in a situation. Well, we... that's right. But the idea is we're risking regret. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you something: you want to truly find the definition of unhappiness? Ooh, it's regret. It definitely is. And and oh yeah, you know. And yeah. so I love this, Jeff. Listen, Jeff. Now's the time. And Jeff, let's play this out. 
Because Jade was right. There was failure in her story, failure mm-hmm. in my story. Good gracious. I know, right? Talking about when I started in broadcasting at 33, I can tell you all kinds of stories. But I'll tell you this. You will always be moving forward, even if it doesn't work out. Ooh. You take this gig and it doesn't work out, you've moved forward. Yes. Now we may need to pivot left or pivot right, but we're still moving forward. So, Jeff, the answer is yes, do it. Switch today. Now, seize the moment. Take it and take a step forward with boldness and watch what happens. Love Jade it. Warshaw, great hour. Always good to be with you, my friend. I want to thank James and the crew behind the glass for keeping us on the air. And mostly America, we want to thank you. This is your show. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey folks, Ken Coleman here. Did you know The Ramsey Show is one of the most popular podcasts in the world? To get your daily dose of advice on life and money, check out all of our shows from The Ramsey Network wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's James, producer of The Ramsey Show. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services you heard about during this episode. Thanks for listening.